With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, Tim Tebow is back in the NFL. He's getting another chance at age 33. And now, I think Colin Kaepernick deserves a chance as well. They're both 33 years old, former star quarterbacks. All you have to do, Cap, is play tight end, backup tight end, play special teams, and uh, accept minimum wage. Would that work for you? Of course not. Everybody knows Colin Kaepernick does not really want to play. It pays too well being a martyr. We'll get into uh, that today. And uh, the UMass president was caught without a mask, which I assume means he will be fired, just like those those freshman girls who committed the same offense. Uh, Tucker Carlson makes the case for putting Dr. Fauci in prison. And uh, Bob Baffert gets caught cheating and blames what else? cancel culture we will attempt to explain that to you and uh and a lot more today in the callahan podcast brought to you by dcu why do dcu members love their free checking accounts it's simple no monthly maintenance fees no minimum balance no strings attached what's better is that with with direct deposit to their free checking account dcu members can get paid up to two days early who doesn't love getting paid early zero monthly maintenance fees zero monthly balance zero reasons not to switch they will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colleen, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, first of all, we have to send our condolences to our friend Turtle Boy. Um, he had a great week last week, as we know, broke a couple of huge stories, national stories. I mean, it was his finest work. Uh, we talked to him yesterday, and you know, he advanced the story. By the way, he, um, I think he advanced the story about the UMass girls who were kicked out of school for taking a picture when he posted the photo of the UMass president king of the hypocrites, Marty Meehan, who's kicking uh, 18-year-old girls out of school for doing exactly what he did, take a picture without a mask. But we all know how ridiculous that is. We all know it's just more virtue signaling. Um, if you follow Turtle Boy, if you read his blog, you know what good work he's done. But 
yesterday was a tough day. Apparently, we were we're trying to get the um, all the final numbers, and I personally want to just jump out ahead of this and say I blame the Dominion voting machines yes. in Holden. But apparently, uh, our guy Turtle Boy took it on the chin, and he will not be sitting on the school committee in uh, in Holden. He ran good fight, uh, you know. He he did his best. I'm pretty sure it was a close, down to the wire election, but uh, didn't didn't happen this time. Can we get his raw reaction? I have not heard this yet. I just have it queued up, ready to go. I want to get his raw reaction. I want to see how disappointed he is. Last night, he went live to announce to his uh, Turtle Riders there. Well, thank you. I try to, I, you know, I gave it a shot. I left nothing. I left it all out there. It is what it is. Oh, God. Hold on. This is, <laughs> he's got to get him on. He's having a drink. Hold on. And let's be honest. Like, if I was just like, let's, I urged people to vote for George and Barry. I did. I could have just said, just vote for me. Bullet, vote for me. And I, I probably, like, let's be honest. I probably could have gotten... Like Barry beat me by how many votes? Like thirty-two. It doesn't matter. We both lost. But I could have probably. I'm sure. All right, now he's just making up excuses. He right, yeah, he's looking for excuses. You know what, Turtle Boy? You're too controversial. There's there's a lot of great, you know, commentary commentators and pundits and polemicists who who gave it a shot. You know, Jesse Kelly, his hero, ran for office, got smoked. Uh, Bongino's like, run 28 times. Bongino, good point. He's run a couple of races. He's lost. Uh, now they're making millions. So, you know, it probably worked out for the best. I know he really wanted to be on the school board, but uh, he's more valuable sitting in his basement and blogging. He's more valuable breaking yeah. stories and uh, keeping, uh, you know, the, the powerfuls, keeping the feet to the fire. I, I bet if he made the school board one – a seat on the school board, Rachel Rollins and Monica Cannon Grant would have been thrilled and Marty Meehan because it would have meant less time, you know, keeping them honest or, or exposing their various uh, crimes. So he's going to get back to that, and that's good. But we send our uh, – I'm willing to fight for him. There's got to be know, fraud somewhere. Fraud, you think, there's fraud somewhere. We can fight for him. We'll, do you we'll think he's going to do that? You think he's going to appeal and he's going to, you know, demand uh, that they audit the election and uh, – uh, maybe he'll say the Dominion voting machines were switching votes from what do you say, Wes? What's the guy's name? Switching votes from Barry. West, I mean Barry. Barry. I'm sorry, Barry from uh, from Turtle Boy to Barry. I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, election uh, irregularities are rot. Uh, the the system is rot with irregularities. But I don't think we're allowed to talk about that, Shattuck. I mean, we'll get well, taken down from YouTube. We can't, we can't, <laughs> well, you never could have been a ranked choice voting system there too, Jerry. Oh, all right, the details. But, you know, you really, if you're the school committee, school board, you want him inside the tent pissing out. You don't want this guy, you know, with his with the crosshairs on you from from his desk with his moles and informants everywhere. Right. They should have well, done whatever they could to accommodate him. Get him in there. Slap him in the back. You know, try to, uh, you know, opioid him. I'll bet he get a taste of it, though. And he'll, he'll you know, run again, not for school board. Maybe I don't know for governor, president, something big. He's going to go. He's going to try again. It. Let's be honest. I don't know how this. I don't know how this go around to work. His strategy seems 
dead on. Tell people to vote for Barry instead of him. And it seems like he's got a good strategy going into all these races. Did, I don't know did why. Barry, did Barry win? Do we know if Barry won? No, I think he said Barry. I can't. Barry George. I don't know. But he's. So. That's, that's important. We should, do, we should do a whole show on the Holden School Board. I think it's important. <laughs> I think it's important. But it, it's too bad. But let's be honest. People always ask me that and say, you gonna, you should run for that. I'm like, what? It's in Massachusetts. I wouldn't get like 8% of the vote. You see the kind of lunatics they they, they, they elect Ayanna Presley. I mean, then actually, no Jerry, your primary opponent lives right next to you. You can't Hillary be, lives right in Charlestown. You can't be too extreme in Massachusetts. You can't, I mean, you could literally be a socialist. I mean, you could literally uh, be Ayanna Presley. You can lie. You can, you know, call the cops murderers. You can lie about a, a poor girl who committed suicide. There's no limit as long as you're. Uh, a, a left-wing radical, they're okay with that. I, there's, I mean, there's no chance. Nobody stands a chance. Forget me, nobody. No normal person, no moderate, no, no, no conservative stands a chance. You saw what happened to the uh, formerly uh, uh, the former Republican Charlie Baker. He flipped and he went full left wing. He's, I mean, the, the idea that he's a Republican is a joke. He's as as, as much of a Democrat, as much of a liberal as Mike Dukakis or Deval Patrick or any of them. There's nothing Republican about him because he's a chameleon and he values the opinion of the boston globe and linda pizzuti more than anything and he strives to get a pat on the head from people like that people at the globe people at harvard people in academia those are his people he turned his back on conservatives a long time ago but that's the kind of person who gets elected there's no conservatives ever going to get elected around here so sorry turtle boy but stick to your guns you know you you're, you're doing more important work mm -hmm. blocking and than you ever did, uh, than you ever went on the school board. Here's the picture. Uh, we're putting that up yesterday. Which, good effort, again, good effort, Turtle Boy. Good effort. Again, more tremendous work by Turtle Boy. Uh, right on the heels of the suspension of the three freshman girls, the ridiculous suspension, which, by the way, elevated UMass again to you know national news. I was just watching it this morning on the national news. People mocking and ridiculing my alma mater, the you know the biggest joke in 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 the you know university system, UMass, uh, kicked three freshmen out for not wearing masks while taking a picture outdoors. Three 18-year-old girls, good students, good kids, ruined their lives for doing exactly what the president of the university did. Where do you find that kind of hypocrisy? Uh, I mean, it's just so blatant. And you know what? He won't say, you know, you got me. Marty Meehan, I mean, he's the ultimate swamp creature. He's not going to say, you got me. The girls could stay. You know, we should all try to do better or anything. He's just going to say, you know, don't believe your lying eyes. I, you know, I didn't, uh, I, you know, I, I wasn't at a party or whatever. He'll come up with some excuse and they will continue to stick to their guns. It sounds like they're not going to let these girls off the mat. They're gone. They're going to cost the families at least 16,000 each because they took a picture without masks. That to me is peak coronavirus insanity as, <laughs> as crazy as anything we've heard, but you know, it's, it's, a, if you went to UMass, you're kind of used to being embarrassed about your alma mater. You're used to being embarrassed about the slimy people who run the system beginning at the top with Marty me and taking pictures, doing exactly with the girls. He ruined the lives of teenage girls for doing exactly what he did. Can you find me a better example of just a hypocrite, a, a, a guy you know, who does not 
follow his own rules than that? I mean, there's a lot in the last year, Shattuck, but is there a bigger hypocrite in the friggin' world than Marty Mean? No, and I don't like that picture. I don't like guys over 70 in skinny jeans. <laughs> he does. He looks like Bob Kraft now, doesn't he? A little short, <laughs> kind of smiling. I mean, obviously, he does not care that he's endangering well, us all. He's the university right. president. He's and putting we, all our lives in danger, Shattuck, all of us. The people probably died as a result of that. That's over a month ago. So I assume that he gave people the virus and they've died since, but that's okay. He's Marty Meehan, so there will be no consequences. Right. And last year, when and the world closed down and everybody was losing money and businesses uh, were hemorrhaged and lifestyles were ruined, we asked Meehan last year, um, well, are you going to cut your staff? Are you going to cut? The, have pay cuts? at least for the time being. And he said, no. And I said, well, <laughs> well are you going to, are you going to uh, cut salaries for new hires, at least for this year or whatever it's going to be? And he said, no, because we won't be able to attract the best if we cut salaries. <laughs> so it's not even a, consideration. they're such pigs. He's such a pig. Oh, yeah. he, the payroll. There's nothing that's larded up with, with fat, like the payroll at UMass. There's no, there's nowhere in the world we see more useless bureaucrats pulling down 200,000 a year than the right. UMass system. It's so corrupt. I mean, and this just is another example. These are people that don't care about children. They don't care about education. They don't care about what doing what's right. They make an example out of three happy yeah. kids ruining their lives so they Whoa. can virtue signal to their friends. Let me guess the, you know, Boston Globe editorial page will say, well, rules are rules. You know, you got to follow the rules. The girls broke the rules. You got to pay a price with every single one of the people working there and writing for them does the same thing. Goes I'd, outside, have, to go, I'd, I'd have to go back. I'd have to go back to last week, but it seems like the Boston Globe has the finger on the pulse because I don't think they've even written really about the, uh, the UMass issue, whereas it's a national story on television, but I don't think the Boston Globe. They don't. I mean, they, they wouldn't write. Yeah. How, come people, how, come how come the side that we agree with typically, like they just ask for signatures and change.org petitions, whereas the other side always is raising like hundreds of thousands of dollars on GoFundMes. These people have 3000 signatures signed, uh, to advance the kind of, I mean, they're filing a lawsuit against UMass. They're out $16,000. They should. Inequitable punishments given out by UMass Amherst administration. It's a change.org uh, petition. They've got 3,000. I'm, I'm rooting for these families. Wow. I'm rooting for these families to, to ruin UMass, to ruin the, uh, Marty Meehan, because this is disgusting. I mean, look at the picture. Obviously, they cover their eyes. But they're three college kids, happy, enjoying themselves. They got the St. Patrick's Day stuff on, <laughs> smiling, you know, buddies. They're working hard. Like I said yesterday, one of them's a valedictorian of her high school. They're freshmen. They're 18 years old. And what the university does when they see that picture, when some snake, when some rat sends it to them, is let's go ruin the lives of these three children. I mean, three teenagers. It's just disgusting. I'm so ashamed. And we all should be. Everyone in this state should be ashamed of our our university you know why because they're not going to just say oh you know what this is doesn't make any sense this violates the <laughs> the spirit of the law even though not the letter of the law whatever they will double down they'll ruin these girls lives and marty mean will sit there and say i don't have to follow the rules i'm he's by the way he's an old guy he's vulnerable he could indeed he could actually die mm -hmm. if he got the virus these kids won't they don't even know it if they get the virus it's just so stupid well, also, you know, talk to Dave just mentioned inequitable. I mean, I, I've I've heard, Jerry, you probably haven't heard this, that women make 72 cents for every dollar that men make. I mean, what are they doing to these girls, to their outcomes in the future? You know, they're they're 
ability to succeed and to make a living has been damaged now. So it's come on. Question. And as we mentioned yesterday, one of the fathers mentioned, it's just not equitable. This right. is an equity. So call them out, use their own stupid buzzword and say, I don't know what the university is doing. It's just not equitable. And there'll be some, I mean, they don't care about any, you know, like people going outside without masks. They don't care about that. They know it doesn't affect anyone. That's the real insane part. You know, they didn't cheat on a test. They didn't drive drunk. They didn't throw something out the window and do some crazy thing at school. <laughs> they didn't do anything. I mean, they didn't, I, the me, I've been they, they didn't Jerry, have to win a national championship, though, did they? So as long if they won a national championship, maybe it would have been different if they're on oh, a team. Oh, so, so suddenly they care about sports. And, and they see, it is amazing. The things you can do in college and face no consequences. I mean, if they should, they should just say we took the mask off so we could smoke a joint. It's, right. Oh, okay. That's okay. You know, we were we were we were you know smoking some some crap. Yeah, I would okay. say that even on off um off pandemic years that there is some risky behavior, especially at UMass, which is a, a well deserved uh reputation for such things. I remember the first time I walked in the hallway, like at a dorm in UMass, and there's just people in the hallway smoking weed, drinking. And I'm looking around going, are you going to get in trouble? What am I? And I realized, you know, a couple of days later, that's what you do. I mean, it, there's no rules. You can drink anywhere, smoke anywhere. I don't know if it's changed. There was a big controversy just before I got there because they banned kegs from the football games. People used to walk into the football, into the stadium carrying kegs and they get rid of them. You could still bring, you know, cans of beer or whatever, but you couldn't bring kegs. So uh, in protest, a number of people didn't go in the game. They stayed in the parking lot with their kegs and had a good time. And there was some discussion. Should we go change that rule and let them bring kegs in again? They didn't, but uh, that's how times have changed. Now, I don't think now you, you go outside and smile for a picture. And these vile people, just these awful people are making the decisions, say, here we go, girls. Your life is over. You're kicked out. And and I don't think we'll ever know who did it, who ratted them out. But wouldn't you love to know? Wouldn't you love, love to know the kind of person who thinks that is dangerous behavior? It's yeah, just- I'm afraid, Jerry. My fear is that, like we were talking earlier, that it's some dude who looks at these co-eds and instead of saying, man, these are attractive classmates or whatever says, you know what? Oh my God, I have a chance now. I have a chance now to dime them out and be popular on Instagram for 10 seconds. Like what is wrong with you people? What is your motivation here? See, I've never seen anything like it where people know that's not dangerous. They know there's no risk. They know it has nothing to do with the virus. They don't care. The culture that we have encouraged is just so sad when you think about it. There's nobody looks at that and says, "Uh oh, you know, they're going to get someone sick or they're going to kill my grandmother. That's over. We're done with that. Grandmother's vaccinated. There's no threat. There's no danger. And yet we have people ratting out other people for what? For the satisfaction of ruining their lives? Is it some guy that, you know, can't get a girl and he sees cute girls and says, I'm going to ruin them? And he did, by the way. He succeeded encouraged by just you know, rotten, awful people like Marty Me and the president of right. UMass who wants to ruin their lives, even though he did exactly what they did. But right. I mean, we'll see. This we'll is- see what goes. The parents are fighting back. They are doing all kinds of interviews. But you're also allowed to not have a mask on on campus while you're eating, you know, and while you're drinking stuff. So it, it's the the semantics of the thing are freaking just ridiculous. But I, I see this these girls using title nine to fucking torpedo the school. And I look forward to it.
this is likely the harshest example of it around the country, but I guarantee you this is happening everywhere on a smaller scale of, you know, people had invited somebody over to their dorm room. Think of like the freshman class who's coming in for the first, for their first year. They don't even know their teammates on their soccer team or whatever. They're inviting them over to get to know them, but they're not allowed to because of X amount of people and WAS and this. I bet people are ratting each other out left and right on college campuses. And they know, they know there's no danger. They know it's not dangerous (laughs) behavior. You know, you're not out like sleeping around during HIV or something. There's no danger here. It's all made up. It's all just uh, real uh, transparent virtue signaling that that does nothing. There's no public health benefit. They know it, but they don't care. It's like, you know, that, uh, that family that was the Jewish family that got kicked off spirit airlines with the two-year-old wouldn't mask up. And all the people on the plane were uh, essentially supporting them. And you see the video. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one woman who's not, and she's the one that told uh, that that told the flight attendant that this kid won't mask up. Kicked the whole family off. They ended up getting a private flight. But I looked at that woman and said, "You, you are just sick. You are just, just rotten to the core." You look at a two-year-old without a mask, and you say, I, "I'm not going to stand for that." It's it's it's, and, and I know we talked about this before. When you think about it. It's parents, grown-ups doing it to children. It's grown-ups forcing children to cover their face, even though they know it doesn't benefit anybody. They just want the control. And you see it. I mean, you know you do every day, Shattuck, at the playground or at school. Some parents insisting, or at softball, insisting children cover their breathing passages for their own, uh, you know, I guess, for their own safety, not for the kids. Obviously, we, don't, we know the kids are no danger. It's for them. Think how selfish adults have become in this situation when they look at a child and say, let's block that child's breathing passages so I will feel better. Yeah, no, it sucks. You know, so one of the things I do for softball is I coach first base. So when these girls get a hit, you know, they sprint down to first base and they screw their masks up a lot when they do that. They already have to have a face covering and a helmet as batters. And so they were having to take a time out at first base while they take their helmets off and try to redo their masks. And, you know, that's the dictate. That's the rule that they have to. And they know it and they don't complain about it, which is even more heartbreaking that they're so compliant. Oh, Um, sad. Yeah, but, I mean, that's the the new rule. So we all wait there while they do that in an area where they're not, they're not at risk at all. It's heartbreaking what? why they're so compliant while you're sitting there in a mass outdoors and your wife is shaming you on your own podcast about it, it for God's sake. It is. It is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. And they- it is. And you and you wrote about it in your Substack. It was a great piece on how it's taken the joy from these children who, who hit a single and run to first. And you're supposed to be able to see this room, this 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 smile that lights up the, the, the world. And you can't because they're gagged with this cloth mask that some some Karen in the stands is insisting they wear. It's madness. And as they say every day, history will laugh at us. History will look back and say, you did what to children? You did what? And now we've reached, I guess every day there's a new peak insanity, but the idea, and I was watching the news last night. It was like flipping around local news and I can't, and they do a report on how we're close to a vaccine for two-year-olds. Two-year-olds. First of all, there there's going to be a vaccine for 12, 10, 11, 12-year-olds. You guys have young kids. Anybody thinking of vaccinating a two-year-old or a four-year-old or a six-year-old is absolutely insane. You're vaccinating a child for something against something that they are in known danger of, of 
kidding. I mean, you don't think that through. Uh, honest to God, parents, and they talked to parents, and they were like, oh, that's good news. It get us back, get us back to normal. I'm going, what? What do people think? Why would you ever, I don't care what it is, vaccinate a child against a disease that doesn't affect them? Why? Can someone help me with that? Because I watch this report. I hear it all day. I see it on Twitter, and I go, hold on a second. You're vaccinated. It's like vaccinating you know, a child against whatever, Alzheimer's, they're not going to get it. Why do you, why can you, can you tell me guys with young kids? I think Jim Acosta and the the doctor on CNN should call you, um, call you out for this, Jerry. It's dangerous talk. That sounds like Tucker Carlson to me. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm just asking questions. I know that's not, I want to know if you've been vaccinated, Jerry, and why isn't there a selfie of you getting vaccinated? (laughs) Yeah, I got I could show the pipes like Jim Acosta. Look at me. <laughs> um, I'm, you know what? I'm decided I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to tell you uh, if I get vaccinated. I'm not going to well, tell you. None me. of your business. My body, my choice. All Stelter right? did. Stelter showed us his selfie getting vaccinated. <laughs> Rachel Maddow is afraid of needles, Jerry, and she did. She did. It was an inspiring moment. That is. I mean, heroes that's, well, Heroes are, are everywhere. Seltler, uh, Rachel Maddow, Jim Acosta, and uh, Tucker Carlson will not say whether he got vaccinated, which means, you know, he's cre- that he's he's festering this conspiracy theory that he's anti-vaxxer. But again, just quick for my own my own edification here. The two of you, mm-hmm. why would you vaccinate a, well, you know, Dave's got a three-year-old. Um, what's your youngest, Shattuck? I got a three-year-old too, yeah. Hey, would you ever vaccinate your three-year-old? Oh, does it come with a nice, like, uh, nice little t-shirt? No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I, want to know. I'm ser- I don't care. I want to know. I don't, no, I don't gonna- intend to. Uh, I don't intend to. My wife makes the call, not surprisingly, but oh. I don't think she would do it. She's not a... I, I mean, I'm not obviously vaccinations are wonderful. They're miracles. God, thank you, Donald J. Trump. But I need an answer. You, Shattuck, you're pretty smart. Cullinane, let him answer this one. But <laughs> why would anyone vaccinate a three-year-old? Why? Could you tell me? Could you help me? No, it's like, no, it, I, it, a three-year-old has a better chance of getting well, the we're bends. All, we're all cheap. I mean, we're all, at the end of the day, we're all sheep like me for the most part. If, if the, uh, what is it, National Association of Pediatricians or whatever tells my pediatrician that my kid should do it, I'm going to do it. That's but how you, it Okay, be. I understand you're going to yeah. do it. Yeah. Question for you, Dave. Why? I, it's a great question. Because they told why? me. Why, why would you have they told them to? I personally don't know why you'd vaccinate a 10 or 12 year old or an t- 18 or 19 year old. I don't want to go full Joe Rogan here, who, by the way, backed off, but a fit 20 year old, healthy, thin. Why would he do it? Because, well, because I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely, genuinely confused. They're, ver- they're miracles. They've saved already. Trump's vaccines have saved hundreds of thousands of elderly people, obese people. They've saved lives hundreds of thousands of lives i don't understand why anyone would take a needle and stick this you know uh the substance in the body of a young child who would never get the virus let alone die or be hospitalized so why would you want a needle in your child's arm unnecessarily Tom Shattuck, Dave couldn't answer that, so please help. No, me. you wouldn't. It's like giving your the kid a, like the antidote to a, a rattlesnake bite without when he hasn't been bitten. Doesn't make any sense. I think it's unnecessary, and my wife wouldn't. And, and that's one of the reasons why we'll probably be homeschooling again because they're going to have all these conditions if you're going to go into the public schools. And 
It is amazing. It is amazing. There's absolutely no reason to get a child, say a six, eight year old vaccinated. But if you don't, the kid can't go to school. It's yep. that is some frightening, you know, real Orwellian stuff, man. That you can't put your child in public school if they don't get a totally unnecessary shot of of this substance that we really have no evidence of how it affects you long term. It saves your life if you're 75 or 80, and that's the important thing. If you're five or seven or 10, it does nothing. It protects you from a disease that you're not going to get. And people are insisting you do it. And if you don't do it, they look at you like you're some kind of criminal. It's a scary time in this country. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to understand things, Shattuck. That's what I'm doing. Jerry, there are grown men walking around with this. I've been vaccinated stickers. Men. What the hell is this? If you're a man and you have that as your avatar, the little I've been vaccinated. I was disappointed they didn't give me one, to be honest with you. I was happy they let me keep the card so I can hang it up and put it on my wall and, you know, frame it and everything. But besides that, I, I wish I got a sticker. And I'm, and I know it's coming where you can't fly <clears throat> unless you're vaccinated. You can't, and maybe you can't go into stores or you can't go into restaurants unless you have your, your papers. Show me your papers before you come in. That to me should scare everyone. And oddly, the, the, the thing that's scariest of all is it doesn't scare everyone. It doesn't. They go, what's wrong with get, showing your papers? You know, what's wrong with, Getting a six-year-old vaccinated so they can go to first freaking grade. Oh, it's total insanity. By the way, uh, I've never seen a bigger disconnect in the news, in cable news. And I know you track this stuff too, Shattuck. But you watch the way, you know, CNN, MSNBC cover the virus, cover the vaccine now. Obviously, most of their people rooting for the virus. They're still rooting for the virus. They are just reveling in this uh, pandemic, and they don't want it to end. Their guy, their patron saint, Fauci's on every day. He does 16 Sunday shows every week and repeats himself, and then two weeks later says something totally different, and they don't care. They still give him awards and and worship him. Um, What Tucker Carlson did to Fauci, and if you haven't seen it, uh, I recommend you go back and check it out because it was just – mind-blowing he essentially indicted fauci last night in the pandemic said he had a role in the um development and the spread of this virus and you're going what i mean i know he's a self-serving blowhard who's wrong about everything i know normal people stopped listening to fauci long time ago I know he doesn't care about children. He doesn't care about suicides and drug addiction and depression. He only cares about his little world and keeping the pandemic going. However, what Tucker did was make him essentially seem like a criminal who who belongs in prison because, and if you didn't see it, the charge is that there was a, 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 a the, the U.S. was not allowed to send taxpayers. Um, the, the two, there was a rule, a law, essentially against funding, sending taxpayers' money to the Wuhan Institute. Um, they they came up with this waiver, this loophole, where they ended up sending money to the Wuhan Institute to conduct these experiments, these gain of function experiments, where they created this virus that escaped from the lab without Fauci signing and pushing this waiver they would we not would not have funded the research and perhaps not created the virus 
So essentially what Tucker said that is that Fauci had a direct role in allowing these people in Wuhan to develop this virus, which escaped from the lab and killed millions of people. Do I have that? Did you see it? Yes, yeah, I did. And it's a notoriously unsafe um, the, the uh, facility, right. the Wuhan facility. It's known. Tucker said it, it was like a dentist's office. That's the yeah, level of the level. Uh, of, yeah. What they call it, the level of security was like a dentist office. Exactly. So in other words, the place is is uh, it's a quack factory and Fauci greenlit the whole thing. He's also got business interests uh, over there. This is all this stuff was like it was Breitbart level stuff. And I thought it was more just like empty controversy. There's something to it. Fauci is absolutely entangled with these guys. A lot of the um, public health people in the U.S. are. And the, yeah, that Tucker segment was freaking. It, it was, was incredible. Uh, and I wonder if, uh, I guess, you know, when we know Brian Steltler and CNN, these people, they just watch uh, Fox. That's like their job, watching Tucker and, and Hannity and then, you know, criticizing them. Uh, did they watch that and say, hey, we put that guy on TV every day and we still kiss his ass and he might be responsible for, oh, I don't know, 3.3 million deaths around the world. It's. I wonder if it goes anywhere, but the report was just uh, incredible, incredible that they would not have conducted these experiments which led to the coronavirus at lead, uh, escaping that lab if we didn't finance and we would not have financed the lab if not for this special waiver signed by uh, Dr. Fauci. Yeah, we'll see if it goes anywhere because it was eye-opening to say the least. And I assume because, you know, Tucker did it. You know, it's like they won't even mm -hmm. give it the time of day. It's like, you know, Dr. Fauci, how much longer do we have to do this? That's all they ask. Well, Stephanopoulos asked him, where do you see us next Mother's Day? Mother's oh, yeah. Day 2022. And Fauci was it's essentially somebody always says, well, I see us getting closer to a degree of normality and being resembling much more our traditional if we continue on prevaricating at every point that he could. In other words, nothing's changing. And another, the other public health officials have been saying that we should um, relax the max standards, mask standards right now so that they can build back credibility so that when we shut down again in the winter, like we're going to every winter now for flu season or pandemic uh, precaution season, so that people will do it and comply. I mean, these guys are building in yep. their permanency right now. He, he reminds me of like Mel Kuyper the day after the draft. It's like, okay, we're done with you for another year. We don't need you. And, and Mel Kuyper, he'll do uh, his next year's mock draft. And, <laughs> or, you know, it's like uh, you know, Dick Clark the day after New Year's Eve in the old days. I mean, okay, Fauci, we're done with you. We know what we need to know. We're getting vaccinated. People are uh, getting the virus getting the antibodies and they're no longer vulnerable. We know we're, we're close to the end and the country's opening up, at least uh, red states are opening up and, and sports and everything else. We're done. We, we, we didn't know what was going on at first. We turned to you. We didn't know that you weren't going to leave the room. It's like, a, you know, it's, it's 2 a.m. and we're cleaning up after the party and you're yes. sitting over in the corner <laughs> still drinking and holding court. You're going, okay, Tony. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. We're done. Next <laughs> Mother's Day, we're going to be completely done. And even George and 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 Chuck and and 
Anderson and, and, and Don Lemon, they're not going to call you anymore. We're done with you. Can you just go back to whatever you did before for the previous 50 years in the federal <laughs> government? And then you'll go back into your office and, I don't know, do some work for a change. We're done with you on TV. But anyway. Isn't it, isn't it like odd and awkward to see an 84-year-old man just loving a little bit of attention and fame? He I, loves it. It's weird. Uh, it's pathetic. The word is pathetic. He has kids, grandkids. I assume he's got some hobbies. He's got a wife. When you're 80, 81, I hate to break it to you because, you know, obviously our government is being run by 80-year-olds, but there, there's a cycle of life here, a circle of life. It's time to, you know, enjoy your final few years. I hate to sound, you know, uh, and, um, like uh, negative all, but 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 you're you're supposed to move on. You're, I don't know whether you you know, garden, you take walks, you fish. Those are what you, things you're supposed to do when you're 80. You're not supposed to, be, you know, on TV with George Stephanopoulos. But he is so Beltway hack now, Jerry. He's, that he's, a, he's a rock star. What are you talking he's, about? He's the worst swamp creature of he the is. ball. He is. He is Marty Meehan of, of health in D.C. Right. And that's why I remember, um, who was it who asked him last year, like, what's your favorite uh, food back in Brooklyn or whatever? whatever? And you're expecting Anthony Fauci to say something, maybe something in Italian or something, whatever. And he's like, oh, I, I, Nathan's hot dogs. Like, Nathan's what? hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Because like he doesn't know the answer because he's not from Brooklyn anymore. He's from D.C., right, from he's Alexandria. Such, he's such a vile swamp creature. We, we're done with him. We're done. We know, bring on some other expert. There's, you know, a million people in the bureaucracy. Why do we have to keep hearing the same thing from this guy? But anyway, anyway, you got to go sit, check out that Tucker segment where they explain to you that just how involved he may have been in the start of this whole pandemic it is a little a little unnerving and again because it's tucker because it's fox no one will follow it up and we'll continue to talk about washing our hands um did you know that shake concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining all systems in north america well you do now in fact in 2020 Shea set a new company record when they man manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've said I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes designs and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. A couple things I want to get to. You, uh, you know, whenever we talk sports, we turn to Shattuck. He's our mm -hmm. expert. He's a... Uh, one of the real, I mean, I don't even know who, if anyone knows sports in this, this whole country like Tom Shattuck does. But here's what happened. As soon as I saw yesterday that Tim Tebow was start, was signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars, 
for the first thing I did was uh, stand up and applaud. I love Tim Tebow. I respect him. He's uh, doesn't mind getting, uh, you know, and I don't say embarrassed, but humbled. He played baseball for years. Mm-hmm. He gave it a shot. He did okay. He never got out of the minor leagues, never made it to the big leagues, but, you know, he gave it a shot. It was his dream. He, t- he took a run at it. It didn't work out. He moved on. He's not done yet. He wants to play football still. And, you know, who doesn't? I mean, who wouldn't want to prolong their uh, athletic right. uh, career, their life? I mean, he's 33, little. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, kind of old to be starting all over again at a new position, but he's going to play for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We, we hope he's going to make the team. Maybe not, but he's going to make the team. It's going to be like a backup tight end. He's going to be a fourth string, fourth string quarterback. Probably he's going to maybe play some special teams. That'd be great. Watching Tim Debo run down on kickoffs and just smashing the people that will be worth, you know, millions of viewers. People will tune in just to see Tim Debo on special teams. And I think anybody who, who's fair, who's, who's honest, respects him. I mean, he is, and I'm going to just, I, I obviously don't know him. I don't know everything about him. I think he's a great person. I think he's a great person because I follow his career and I follow the charity work he does. He's obviously a very, very devout Christian. We've talked about it many mm-hmm. times. He went on missions with his family to the, you know, to, to the Philippines and conducted, uh, um, he, he did, to. Uh, what do you call it's called a white savior uh complex jerry that he has by the way he uh, I also remove foreskins from orphans in the philippines you know and and you got to respect that i mean he's just a guy with a big heart he his charity does these proms every year around this time which you have to see you can't i can't watch them without getting choked up he does proms for special needs kids he gets them all together kids that don't always obviously get all the opportunities, but he puts on these proms. It's called, what is it called? Like a night of your life for the, isn't it a night to shine or something? A night to shine. Shine. Very good. Yeah. A night to shine. He travels around the country doing these, uh, proms that when you see them and he dances with the homecoming Queens and he, and they just have the greatest time and he makes sure they have the greatest time. He is a really, really good person. So I'm rooting for him, but I also enjoy the fact that when he does anything, it brings out the 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 Kaepernick crowd. It brings out the Kaepernick conspiracy theories. Um, oh yeah, He's, can can you help me with this tweet because she was the first one I looked for, Jamel Hill. Uh, Jamel Hill, the story comes out and she writes, "Laughs in Colin Kaepernick." That's her whole tweet. Laughs in Colin ha- Kaepernick. Can you guys explain to me what that means? I have no idea what that means. I know in Colin Kaepernick. Do I, maybe I'll check. Is the, there uh, anything that she doesn't suck at? What is her talent? <laughs> Getting job. I'll tell you what, Rob, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. Jamel Hill is great at. And for that, I, again, I, I tip my cap. I give her credit. She's great at getting jobs and she sucks at the jobs. If you ever read her, she's not a good writer, but she gets jobs at the Atlantic magazine. She, um, <laughs> I click on her. Twitter just to see what she tweeted about Kaepernick this morning because I knew it'd be something, and it was laughs in Kaepernick, which again I don't know what that means. She got eight thousand likes and uh, thirteen hundred retweets for a tweet that, again, maybe someone can help me out. I don't know what that means, 
But I click on it, and there it is, a new show. Carrie and Jamel. That is Carrie, uh, what's her Carrie name, Champion? Champion. Carrie, Carrie Champion. Have a new television show on Vice TV. It's called Stick to Sports. She writes for The Atlantic. She does a podcast for Spotify. I think she did something for The Ringer. I mean, maybe they didn't pay her enough. Nobody underperforms in more medium media and gets more opportunity than Jamel Hill for no good. Re oh, I shouldn't say no good reason. We know the reason because, you know, she serves at least for someone like Bill Simmons as a human shield. I mean, Bill Simmons got a lot of criticism or got some from the New York Times for not being woke enough when the pandemic started because he, right. he and Ryan Russillo did a podcast and it was just two white guys did Tom. I hate that when two white guys do a podcast and, and don't have any diversity and they apologize for it. And then Simmons was pressured to start hiring more minorities and immediately hired Jamel Hill to do a podcast about the, uh, the wire, which I'm sure has like, you know, six or seven listeners every, every week. I don't even know when she does it. Who knows? Who cares? It's all about, you know, fending off the mob. And that's what she does for other companies. She fends off the mob. Look at us. We hired Jamel Hill, but I knew she and others uh, would just reflexively say, what about Kaepernick? What about Kaepernick? You can't Timo Kaepernick. And it's just so absurd. Uh, the Kaepernick arguments from the beginning, mm -hmm. as we all know, as we've talked about many times are so stupid. Here's my simple answer to all the Kaepernick people. And I'm sure we got some of them on the YouTube comments. Oh, look, Everett's there. We're going to talk about Kaepernick. Why won't they give Kaepernick a chance? Excuse me, teacher. Can I answer that? Can I answer that? <laughs> Kaepernick. Okay. I'm going to say this slowly. All right. So everybody understands. So even Everett understands. You ready? Kaepernick doesn't want to play. Tim Tebow does. I mean, I realize there's lots of other differences. You know, Tebow's lefty, Kaepernick's righty, Tebow's bigger and stronger, Kaepernick's faster. Lots of differences. Uh, Kaepernick so, hates this country. Uh, Tebow mm -hmm. loves this country. Kaepernick doesn't care about, you know, uh, you know underprivileged people or, or marginalized so how, so how people. Long, Tebow does. How long has it been since Kaepernick did his workout? Has it been two years now? I'd say, yeah, that's about right. Two years. I think, when he, when I think he, every the smart strategy would be every two years because you don't right. want to you don't want to lose people like Jamel Hill. So keep them thinking you still want to play football every now and then and hold events like that. That would that that's a strong play. So maybe in the off season this year, you should probably do that workout again, just in but case. Yeah, the, uh, the Daily Caller's got a compilation of all the you know people <laughs> tweeting and what about Kaepernick? Kaepernick better. Kaepernick went to a Super Bowl. Kaepernick you rarely doesn't Tebow. want to play. <laughs> Tebow does. Here's my deal for Colin Kaepernick. I've always said, you know, he's not blackballed. They just don't want, A, they don't want the headache. And, and who could blame them? They don't want the sideshow, which you get with Kaepernick. And B, you, there's one thing you you require of your quarterbacks. That is complete devotion to the craft. You must be totally dedicated as Tom Brady has proven time and time again. Manning proved it before that. You want to be a great quarterback, you live it and breathe it. You do have you study film, you you know, you hold off-season workouts at the at the local high school. You totally immerse yourself in the job. This guy, he's too busy being a you know full-time martyr right now, but he would never, he didn't do it when he played. Uh he, he's not totally dedicated to the job. You can't have that. 
even if it's a backup quarterback, you can't have that. Um, Jerry cites both- Brady and Manning like we're at a poor boys meeting or something. I'm going to add Mahomes because I'm a much better person. I guarantee you, guarantee you, Mahomes is first one in, last one out, totally devoted. He's a great, great quarterback who's going to be, you know, he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's going to win Super Bowls. He's spectacular. There's no way he's a part time quarterback that, you know, has, sorry, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm I'm busy today. I got to go to a a march or a rally or I got to go, you know, do, got to support some cop killer, uh, which is what, (laughs) Kaepernick does in his free time. But again, here's the deal. If you want to give Kaepernick a chance, and I know there are a lot of people that love him because, you know, he hates this country, hates cops, and they they love that. A lot of people on the left, a lot of people, you know, Jamel Hill's world, they love any athlete who hates America. They, you know, they can relate to them because, you know, life's been so tough for, uh, or this country's been so tough for Jamel Hill. No, hardly any opportunities. Kind of like, you know, Michelle Obama, who we can get to. But here's the deal, Colin Kaepernick. I'm going to make you a deal. The NFL will allow you to come back. They'll even pay you. Not as much as you make as a martyr, but they'll pay you under three conditions. Ready? You've got to play tight end, perhaps backup tight end, most likely backup, second string, third string tight end. You've got to play special teams. You ready to run down on kickoffs, Colin Kaepernick? <laughs> Bash your head into some other special teams maniac. That's you got to play for minimum wage for a, I don't know, what's a minimum wage for a 33 year old veteran, probably 800 grand or 700 or something. You got to pay for minimum wage. You don't get paid, you know, tens of millions of dollars like a starting quarterback, right? You, you don't get to play quarterback anymore. We don't want you as a quarterback. You and Tim Tebow, you're the same age. <clears throat> you both, you know, had your moments. Those days are over. You're not a starting quarterback anymore. You want to be a tight end, backup tight end, special teams player, and you make minimum wage, and you totally commit yourself to football. You win? You win, Colin? You win? Because, you know, love to have you. You're you're obviously a great athlete. Maybe our special teams coach can coach you up, and you could be the next, you know, Matthew Slater. You can run down on kickoffs and, and – on punts and down them at the one yard line and go to pro bowls as a special teamer. Are you up for that? Colin Kaepernick? Cause if you are probably you know, a dozen teams would take you, give you a chance. But let me ask you this though, just to ask the question, do you think people in that locker room have a problem? I mean, if there was a, it wasn't just Jamel Hill, there was a lot of reaction to does Tim Tebow deserve this chance? He's never played tight end before. Do you think people in the locker room are going to have a similar problem uh, and pretty much based on race, right? Based on white privilege, are they going to have a problem with them in the locker room? Well, I just explained to you, Kaepernick could have the same opportunity if he wanted to, but you may be right. See, I think when people get to know Tebow, they love him. You know, we, hell, he was good friends with Aaron Hernandez, a gangbanging murderer. <laughs> and right. it's not like he's, you know, throwing the religion in everyone's face at every turn. I just think he's a good-natured, likable guy who will, you know, they'll be looking at him kind of funny when he shows up, kind of like the, the Mets minor leaguers, but they'll end up liking him and say, you know, he's doing everything that's asked of him. And maybe he doesn't make the team. I mean, is any is there any... Does anyone think he's automatic? You know, you don't need the element of race, so you don't need the element of race to go after Tebow. You know, people hate him in the in the coasts and media, uh, big media markets. People hate Tebow. People who never even watch college football one day hate him. the The rating that Tebow gets from 
Planned Parenthood is very poor. <laughs> and in, as a matter of fact, him cutting that commercial with his mother, you know, the oh, that was unbelievable. She, that took balls. Yes, and that's what that that prom you talk about every year. That to them, that's him shoving it in, in their faces. You know, he's daring to say that those people deserve to be around. You know, to them, that's horrific. You know, he makes people feel ashamed for being wretched, which they are. And he's you know, not ashamed. Obviously, doesn't apologize for his religion. No. He's very religious, and he wears it on the sleeve, and he does not mind. He doesn't swear. You're not allowed to, you know, swear in the in the, you know, the huddle with him. Uh, we remember, you know, his speech in in college when they lost the game, and he just said, "I promise." You know, I will do everything. And it was one of his great inspirational speeches, which I believe you see on, you know, the big board at games sometimes. It's one of those kind of deals. And he's just likable who plays sports because he loves sports. He loves baseball. He loves football. Does anyone think loves football? No, but there's also a lot of things that are lining up to make this possible, right? Obviously, the connection to Urban Meyer, but everywhere he goes, he brings a lot of media attention to him, which is usually Mm -hmm. viewed as a negative thing. In this situation, it's actually really good because there's so much pressure on Trevor Lawrence. Right. The, there's a little bit taken away from that by bringing in a guy like Tim Tebow, who's going to be a great guy to rely on from a from a locker room standpoint, a great guy to learn from and listen to. So it's it actually is just all these things are lining up for Tebow to make this, you know, to have a shot, to have a chance. There's nothing right. I mean, he can be nothing but a good influence on a guy like Trevor Lawrence. But you made one mistake there. He said, wherever he goes, there's a circus or whatever. Not New England. Didn't happen in New England. When he came here, it was not the same. They didn't allow it to become a circus. See, I think Urban Meyer knows him as well as anyone. He knows what to expect. I don't know you know, how much playing time he's going to get, but in the locker room, on the bus, on the practice field, you, you, you look at Tebow and say he can do nothing but help. He can do nothing but be a good influence on young players, whether they're tight ends or quarterbacks. And and Trevor Lawrence is a young quarterback, as you point out, with massive expectations, lots of pressure on him. And maybe Tebow, Tebow can help a little bit. I mean, the, I don't know what the downside is uh, unless he just sucks and you are forced to keep him around and he can't play. But I don't think that's the deal. I think I think everyone knows that if he doesn't make the team, he doesn't make the team. He tried right. Yeah. You know, see you later. Good try. The, to me, the the people who uh, always play the Kaepernick card and just always say he's blackballed and why don't they give him a chance implying that it's racial, whatever. I mean, it's, at one point, you have to just give up on the race thing when you see all the quarterbacks, as we pointed out uh, when that idiot uh, Kellerman was talking about too many white guys getting drafted. I mean, all the top quarterbacks, all the highest paid quarterbacks right now are black you know, most of the top quarterbacks, not obviously Brady and Rodgers, but most of the top young mm-hmm. quarterbacks are black. You know, the days where you looked at a quarterback and said, yeah, maybe we'll put him at wide out because he's black. Those are long gone and over. But like everything else in the race grievance industry, it's hard to give up. I mean, that's what, the, you know, people, that's what they contribute. People like Jamel Hill, what they contribute is you know, the race grievance angle to everything. You know, they can't analyze the situation without bringing that up. And when you say Kaepernick doesn't want to play, they don't, they don't, you know, accept that Kaepernick doesn't want to play. If he did, he, you know what he could do right now. I think he lives in New York city. He could step outside his building, you know, call whoever from the media that he, you know, friendly call Jamel Hill. 
call whoever, Mark Jones, and say, I want to talk. Boom, cameras show up and say, damn it, I want to try out. Just give me a chance. I'm ready to go. I'm in the best shape of my life. I love football. I want to play. And you know what they will say? Jamel Hill say, oh, that's beneath him. He shouldn't have to do that. You know, <laughs> you know Tom Brady didn't have to beg for a job. Well, I mean, they will always find an excuse for the guy who yes. has showed, shown no signs that he loves the game. No signs that he really desperately wants a chance to play. You're right. Remember that in the Nike ad, the tagline for him was he his sacrifice. He sacrificed it all for a cause. So that, you know, and like you say, obviously that's a false narrative, but that's the one that brings the checks in is his sacrifice, what he did. And he took a knee for us. And now, you know, everybody in a white lily white suburbs last summer took knees too. So see how important he was and how pivotal he's the new MLK, except without all the troublesome stuff of MLK, who's now been canceled because, you know, he was, he didn't judge people by the color of their skin. He's, he's sacrificed nothing, nothing. He's made. I millions. hope he's proud of us right now, Jerry. He's made millions as a martyr. Nike pays him millions, and all they ask him to do, he barely does a, you know, a commercial. He endorses the products. He defends China. He knows these products are made by slaves, by Muslim. I mean, uh, Uyghur Muslims yep. in China. He does not uh, acknowledge that or, or, you know, complain about that. And he's busy talking about what a unjust racist country. This is the country that pays him tens of millions of dollars to do nothing. God, this country is cruel to people like Colin Kaepernick and, and Jamel Hill. And most of all, I, I would have to say, we all agree the biggest victim of this unjust country, Michelle Obama. I mean, let's, yep. let's be honest. I mean, I, someday, maybe, maybe she'll get an even break. You know, maybe this country will give her a chance to succeed. But right now, we're still, I mean, a long way, as they say, Shattuck. We're a long way off from uh, allowing someone like, I mean, she's only worth $135 million. A woman that's never done anything, never, uh, well, she had, never had a diversity job. job at the hospital system in Chicago for 300 grand a year. I think Jerry, I think it was even more than that. And the day she yeah. got it was the day her husband got elected. So, I mean, I, I don't, not saying there's a connection there, no. but I, I, I obviously, no obviously there's nobody as spoiled and entitled as Michelle Obama. And I know this sounds crude, but at what point do you show I don't know, some gratitude for the country, the opportunities this country has given you. And I'm not saying I would say she didn't earn it, but other people like, you know, LeBron James. At what point did you say, God, I love this country. You know, what a great country. I couldn't have done this anywhere else. A guy who's going to be worth a billion dollars and complains and it's, you know, racist and, you know, we're hunted like animals in the street. At what point do you say, Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, uh, you know, LeBron James, Oprah Winfrey, worth billions. Do you say, do you really have a problem with this country? Have you looked around the world? Have you looked back over history? Do you think there's a better time or place to be you than right now in this country? Right. And what more affirmation can you ask for? I mean, what? okay, the, the people of this country – you know, gave you the executive mansion to live in for eight years. You know, so much were they enthused and supportive of the, your cause and your life. And with Michelle, her mind, and her style, she's incredibly stylish, etc. You know, that they celebrated her every day and gave her husband the White House. 
you know, and sung his praises and sung her praises. How much more love and adoration can you get than that? Every day. Hey, well, I, I'll, I'll tell you how much more you can sign a deal with Spotify and Netflix and make tens right. of million dollars to do nothing. You can buy a $12 million mansion on the water in Martha's vineyard and then talk about how you you know, Fred climate change is going to kill us all. But she sat down and did an interview with her dear friend, Gail King. And God, you know, who says journalism is dead. Gail King sits down with Michelle Obama and Michelle Obama immediately. When you're thinking, God, does anyone, anyone ever have it made quite like Michelle Obama? Just fabulously wealthy, worshipped by, by most of America. It's literally off limits to criticize her. Because if you do, you're immediately, you know, you're over the, you know, you're racist and sexist and everything else. So she can say and do anything she wants. She gets paid a fortune to do nothing. She jets in private jets from one oceanfront mansion to another. And yet when she sits down to talk to her friend, Gail King, it's about how, you know, we still, we still haven't made it in this country. Still, you know, racist. Jerry, somebody once thought that she worked at Target, remember? She talks to Gail King about someone cutting her off in line at an ice cream store. And I'm going, that's it? You got cut? Someone cut in line at an ice cream store? And by the way, they didn't get the ice cream. The person, they said, excuse me. And they said, okay, go back to the line. And I'm going, really? That's what you've been reduced to? Complaining that someone cut in line at friggin', you know, uh, at, at Emac and Bolio's while you were waiting for your frozen yogurt? That's what we're well, she's about? got peccadillos about ice cream places because remember when she was first elected, when she was first in the White House, they seized everybody's cell phones when she was in Nantucket at an ice cream place and went and got <laughs> gathered all the cell phones. Can you imagine if uh, if uh, if uh, if Mrs. Trump, if uh, Ava Braun Trump had seized <laughs> the cell phones, what we'd hear about it? Can we hear some of Michelle? But I know it's 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 annoying. But she's still, still sitting there saying, you know, just we have it so tough, you know, Barack and I and the girls, we have it so tough. Someone who literally is the most privileged, the most entitled person right now in the country. I would say there's nobody yes. even close. Maybe in, maybe in the world. Every <laughs> door is open to Michelle Obama. The only one close would be that, you know, that former uh, B-list actress, you know, living in Santa Barbara in her $16 million mansion saying that, uh, you know, the Royal family uh, won't give her son a title because he's part black, whatever. Meghan Markle, another one who's had it so rough, but Michelle Obama literally is, is, is getting paid tens of millions of dollars still to do nothing. She gets 200,000 per speech for like 45 minutes. 200 grand to make a speech complaining about America. And I don't know why someone can, we just can't say, could you just say something nice about this great country and how great it's been for you and to you? I mean, does that even enter your thought process here? Many of us still live in fear as we go to the grocery store or worry about walking our, our dogs, walking our dogs or allowing our children to get a license. I mean, just imagine, you know, you have Aren't a son right driving. Now, they're driving. Yeah. But every time they get in a car by themselves, I worry about what assumption is being made by somebody who doesn't know everything about them. The fact that they are good students and polite girls, but maybe they're playing their music a little loud. Maybe somebody sees the back of their head and makes an assumption. 
I, like so many parents of black kids, have to that the whole, the, the the innocent act of getting a license mm-hmm. puts fear in our hearts. Just it's despicable. She, I mean, she still is just trying to divide people, trying to advance this this false narrative that you go outside. You know, like like Bron said, we go outside, we get hunted down. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what fear is there that Malia or Sasha Obama would get a license? First of all, one of them was it Malia, I believe, learned to drive from the Secret Service. That literally, right. the Secret Service taught her to drive. They follow her everywhere. So what is your fear? I mean, most people, I realize, if you know, you're some poor person, you know, living in whatever, in the city or in in the in the Appalachia in West Virginia, your kid gets a license. As long as he's white, you don't worry about a thing. You know, your kid gets behind the wheel at 16. You don't worry as long as the kid's white. I mean, what the hell does that mean? Every yeah, and there, was this, about- there was this odd thread of um this like classism thread about what she said as well. People may not know who they are exactly. They may not know that they're well-educated and get really good grades. Like what the hell does that mean? Exactly. There are no ordinary well, young girls. They're Obama girls. <laughs> People may not. <laughs> may, they may think that it's just normal girls, in which case they should be treated normally, you know, or, you know, have to go through what other people but these girls obviously- like she's saying what the cops are looking to harass young black girls who are driving. I mean, she just, again, putting the target on the backs of the police, dividing people along racial lines, complaining about how tough it is in this country for these billionaires to get by. It's just disgusting. But, you know, that's the that's the business she's in selling, you know, racial grievance. And it does suck because it is dangerous because people believe her. You know, people right. will believe her. If she right. says it, they will say, wow, she's the person who, when she said we go high, when they go low, uh, was, you, you know, just lauded and celebrated by all the people, other people we trust in the media. So what she says means things. And so if she's afraid, that means I should be afraid. Right. And if I'm afraid, that means maybe when the cops pull me over, I should gun it instead of pulling over because, you know, we're being hunted. So- and, and and again, these kids are protected by the Secret Service. Is she really worried? I mean, is there any parent who should worry less about their 17, 18 year old daughter when she starts to drive than, than the Obamas. I mean, they're rich and famous and protected. <laughs> ah, it's just, it's just, I, I don't know at what point, And I don't think, you know, she, she's ever going to say, God, I love this country. It's been so great. I've never worked a day in my life. I'm worth hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm jetting no. private jets with Oprah to my mansions. I mean, no one has benefited more from this great country, and yet she's still complaining about it and how tough it is. And again, blaming cops, cops who are harassing. Which one of her daughters went to Harvard? Now, Asian kids, they can't go to Harvard because they have quotas and they have uh, in, in, institutional, well, yes. institutional racism at Harvard and Yale and other uh, uh, Ivy League institutions. They have systemic racism in the institution where you they are the policies against allowing too many Asians in that that's cool, but we'll let the right. Obama girls in, you know, because when it, comes, it so tough. Yeah. when it comes to education, Asians are white. When it right. comes to being Worse. victimized by white people, Asians are color color. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, when it comes to being, well, actually there's no other third crime because there's no black on Asian crime, Jerry. So, We've covered no. we covered the issue completely. 
I often wonder when we, every day you see another example of some young black kid beating up an old Asian lady that one yesterday where they beat up the 80 year old and stole his money. It was, it's so disturbing to watch. I'm thinking how often does this happen off camera? Cause on right. camera, I've seen dozens of examples of, of people, you know, mostly young black guys beating up old Asian people for sport. And I'm saying, this is just the ones we see on camera. Yeah. What, what is, what's happening off? I realize there are cameras everywhere in the city, but Jesus, we're seeing one disturbing video after another. And I don't know where that started. Is there, have you read, is there something that, that kicked off this violent, you know, this. So trend? in the West coast, a lot of people attribute it to the Rodney, the riots, uh, LA riots in 93, where Asians were protecting their stores, including in, at least one uh, scenario shooting at people trying to destroy their stores. They're, they're tracking the violence today to that. Uh, I, it is. A, it's been an ongoing issue in the West Coast. Yeah. Um. So as far as I don't know, I don't know. I know that you've got Asians who live in in their, their life. It's just differences in lifestyle amongst these amongst people. I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know exactly what it is. But the thought is that. People resent. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to go there, but I know. I don't either. I mean, maybe, maybe, allowed to talk about it. You know what I think it was, Shattuck? Let's be honest. I know you're afraid to say it. It's the time that Trump called it the China virus that created this whole wave of violence, anti-Asian violence. It's all Trump's fault, as we know. It's all Trump's fault. But uh, anyway, um, before we wrap this up, I want to say uh, – Thoughts and uh, I want to say um, best wishes to Kenny Maine, the purge at ESPN of old white guys who aren't particularly woke. It continues. Um, they've now gotten rid of uh, Kenny Maine tweeted out yesterday that he was a salary cap casualty. I made fun of Kenny Maine many, many times over the years. He did some goofy stuff. He's a goofy guy, but it was different and sometimes it was entertaining and you never got the sense that he was one of these, you know, angry you know, leftists like you know dan levitard or do we know uh, if he's not woke or is it just that we don't know which in we fact don't know well, well, you have to, if you haven't, well that's the problem if you haven't yeah. made a declaration that right. you're anti-racist then you're a racist now it's not right. good enough to not just i wonder if kenny man started complaining about too many white guys getting drafted like max kellerman would he have survived would they have paid him because they've gotten rid of mike golick jaws trey wingo and now kenny man <laughs> old old white guys who aren't particularly woke. And if they are woke, they keep it to themselves. So the trend continues. Eventually ESPN will be just like, you know, the Boston Globe and the New York times. There will be no non-woke people allowed. Everybody if you're an can. over 40 white guy in media right now, you should get some pig socks and start <laughs> showing immediately. Right. I know. I, that's true. I should have gone fully woke at one point. And just said, <laughs> "Poor Colin Kaepernick. All he wants to do is play football, but they don't like him, you know, because he's just uh, he's, he's he's black. That's why. That's why they don't like him. They don't want him. You know, all those teams would have Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. They don't like Kaepernick because he's black. Does that work? Do, could I pull that off? That's a start. You better right. start there." Good and, point. Well, you should have your problem is you should have been on the ground floor of getting rid of Yaki, everything Yaki, everything, including I, the, I want to get rid of him just because he 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 protected a child molester in the locker room, uh, uh, the clubhouse attendant for years. 
he protected him. So I don't care what they do. It has nothing to do with whatever race. It has to do with him protecting this this predator. Actually, it does have something to do with race because he only molested black kids, bat boys and clubhouse attendants. He molested them. And the owner, I believe, knew it and looked the other way. That's what people, a lot of people did in those days. They, you know, with priests, people say, no, just keep it to yourself. You know, don't, don't tell anyone what the priest did to you. It was that culture, but he allowed this clubhouse tended to, to victimize many, many young black kids in Florida and Boston. It's, it was disgusting. So I'm all for tearing Yucky's name down for that reason. But you're right. I should have said I was haunted every night when I saw the name Yaki on the street sign. That's what John Henry said. I should have gone that way. But you're right. It works. I almost feel like you tell a young person who wants to get into the business, Shattuck, is go woke. Go woke. Yep. I, know, I know it doesn't always work out, but you're never going to get your foot in the door. Right. At most find, <laughs> go find we hear slurs and find nooses as often as possible <laughs> and be loud about it. That's the road to possible redemption. That's that's Tom Shattuck's advice, kids. Hear slurs, find nooses. <laughs> that's the key to getting ahead in the business. Hear slurs, find nooses. I haven't like watched I haven't watched ESPN in so long. What is Kenny Maine still doing? Is he hosting sports? It was like when Olbermann quit. I said, did he really work there? I didn't even notice. I didn't see him much. He did specials, you know, during the Super Bowl, and he would always get players to cooperate. Yeah, I, I, I don't like – I mean, they're not picking him up or whatever. I, I don't like to bash a guy on his way out, but his specials, his his uh, scripted comedy bits, always horrific, but his off-the-cuff humor on SportsCenter, I remember growing <laughs> up thinking, this guy is funny. That was on SportsCenter, reading the news, but making little wise-ass jokes while he did it. That's his. That was his niche to me. The other stuff, he was mm. always funny. Human he funny. was, yeah, I guess he was an original. You know, he did his own style, and it was weird, and players liked him. I mean, he used to play. He was a quarterback at, uh, I don't know where it was, out there in Seattle, uh, for some college, like a backup quarterback. And I think he tried out for the Seattle uh, Seahawks, but uh, they liked him. Guys like Brady and Aaron Rodgers, big stars, cooperated and do little skits. And I guess they decided that was, just, you know, the, you know, it wasn't that valuable. They could cut him, save a lot of money, probably made a lot of money. Same with, you know, Wingo and, and Golick and all those guys. They just said they make a lot of money. You know, we could do, we'd do okay without them. Go young, go woke, get rid of them. But it will be, there will never be anyone on ESPN in my lifetime who does not worship Colin Kaepernick. I mean, I'm dead serious. There will be no one on there who says, you know, guys, maybe he's just not that good. Or, you know, guys, maybe he just doesn't want to play. That is absolutely forbidden at ESPN. That's, that's like a rule. Before you go in the building, there's a sign that said, you must worship Colin Kaepernick. When you sign a contract with ESPN, you agree to that, those terms. You must worship Colin Kaepernick. And every time any team signs anybody, you have to say, but what about Kaepernick? When are they going to stop blackballing Kaepernick? That's how you do your job if you work at ESPN. And you must hear slurs. What is it, Shattuck? Hear mm -hmm. slurs and find nooses? Find nooses, correct. Here's <laughs> and masks, if and, possible. And wear masks, right. Hey, but I've got another way too much whiteness complaint, Jerry. The Red Sox radio broadcast, that has been the province of white men now forever. Has there ever been a person of color 
course not. Are you the Red Sox radio? Red Sox do. How about television? Red Sox do as as we say, not as we do. You ever see the Red Sox front office? It looks like the Romney Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't do practice as they preach. I mean, they pretend to be good woke, you know, uh, liberals, but they don't they don't let any they don't let those people in the door. What are you nuts? Right. You know, you think with equality of outcome there, there should be at least you know eleven thousand of those seats filled by people of color. Right. Once it right. opens. Yeah, I don't think I think that's against the rules. You know, eleven thousand people. People will die. We can't do that till August. I can You know, I love that when they, these governors come up with new phases and new rules. Oh yes, we're going to allow amusement parks three weeks from Tuesday. And you're going, what about today? What the hell's the problem with today? Oh, we're going to allow you to uh, have gatherings over twenty five. Uh, that'll be a month from next Wednesday. <laughs> what, what, what changes from? I mean, why not just say you can do it now? That's right. what DeSantis does. When DeSantis makes new rules, he says, today, no more masks. Right. Charlie Baker says, three weeks from Thursday, we're going to allow uh, indoor amusement parks. And you're going, Why, what's going to happen in the next three weeks? What are you, you're just so right. damn. Right. And in two yeah. weeks and six days from Thursday, if you're not wearing a mask at UMass, you still get suspended. Right. You know, <laughs> that's we, the arbitrary, you know, dictates, you know, will just, We'll 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 establish how your life turns out at the end of the day. But yeah. I'm lucky, Jerry. I'm still getting my stimmy. Yeah, Every- stimmy, let's let's see your stimmy shimmy, Shadow. Come on, I want to see your stimmy shimmy. Democrat I am called for people to do their stimmy shimmy to dance with your check on video so they could tweet it out. <laughs> uh. well, is he, are these the checks that nobody's remaining unemployed for? Yes, that's it's, the text. It's keeping people out of work as the Biden administration wants. They have gotten it. They've done it. They've found a way to pay people not to work and screw over the private sector yet again. But uh, it, we'll see how that goes. Once again, congratulations to our uh, friend Turtle Boy. I think he finished in the top 10, which, hey, first time, not bad. He will not be on the school board, which is good for all his fans. He'll be busy blogging and uh, talking to us and and doing his own thing. So, uh, and I don't know if you saw it. I put the comment up on the screen on the YouTube uh, live stream. He's not finished. He is. Uh, he has confirmed to the Jerry Cowan podcast that his life in politics is not over. There will Ooh. be more Turtle Boy. He got politics. the bug. He got the yeah. bug. He wants yeah. to uh, compete again. Good. We'll uh, see how that goes. Maybe he'll run for governor. You know, maybe he'll run for uh, Senate. Take on Liz Warren, who's promised to run again. She's going to be like 100 years old and still in the Senate and. Still, uh, you know, fighting her fight, doing her thing. But uh, all right, Shattuck, that is Tom Shattuck from the Burn Barrel podcast. You can hear him and his lovely wife on that. And uh, follow uh, his, uh, read his Substack at Tom Shattuck slash Substack slash dot com, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, close enough. Yes. Yeah. He's been writing some good stuff. Keep it up, Shattuck. We will be reading and keep us updated on the kids. When are you going to let the kids take off the masks and enjoy their softball experience? When are you going to let? When are you going to let them? My smile? wife started. She's actually my our five year old plays baseball, and she sent him into practice without a mask, even though all the other Whoa. kids had them. Yep, How and nobody said anything. How many dead? <laughs> Eleven <laughs> <What's the death> <laughs> <laughs> Murderers. That's what you are, you Shattucks. But. Uh, all right, Shattuck, thanks, man. Thanks to uh, DCU and Shake Concrete and Allied Paving. Thanks to everybody for listening and watching on YouTube. Anything else, Colin? 
Well, I can't. I, I mean, I'll, we can maybe go over it tomorrow. I, I have an extra 24 hours to figure out. I can't figure out the cancel culture vibe of. Uh, oh, damn, you're right. I never got to. Uh, I watched the Bob, Bav- Bob Baffert interview live. It was on Fox News yesterday morning, right after we were, uh, recorded. <clears throat> and I'm saying, what's he going to say? He got caught, forces drugged up. He's done it many times before. And Bob Baffert, who got caught drugging his horse that won the Kentucky Derby, said, <laughs> this is just cancel culture. I'm going. What? Good for him, Jerry. Good for him. Why not? Why <laughs> well, not? Good question. Why not? I'm trying. I can't figure out why right now. But maybe, uh, maybe more will come out today. Maybe he'll say some more because I, I don't, I don't see it. You're, you're a cheater, and that's about it. So. And it's funny. If you bet on him, you keep your money. If you bet on the second place horse, they get the winning. The, the, the owner of the second oh, place. They don't horse. have to return their money if they revoke the Kentucky Derby. Well, the betters don't. Nothing changes. If you bet right. on Medina, you win. Oh, wow. That's the horse's name, right? Yes, yes. You bet on that horse, you keep your money. If you bet on the horse to finish second, you get nothing. The owner gets a million eight. The owner of the second place horse, they get all the money that was going to go to Baffert, but the betters get nothing. There's no way they can remedy it, which is going to kill. I want you to kill because it's almost dead anyway, but the horse, this is not going to help the uh, the horse racing industry to, to think that these guys are cheating at the highest level. But it was pathetic. The, the guys on uh, Fox, uh, what's his name, uh, Bill Hemmer, he grilled yep. him pretty good and made him a little uncomfortable. And that's when he started whining about cancel culture. I'm going, wait a second, what is? How does that apply to? How does cancel culture apply to your horse getting drugged up and uh, getting getting caught? I mean, it's just you got caught. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know. I'm surprised they don't cover it up because it's very damaging. There are very few places uh, that a white owner of horses can hide in from scrutiny this year. Yeah, he tries. <laughs> he wears those sunglasses everywhere, but it's not working. Did you see that Trump uh, in his own little weirdo, I don't want to say tweeted, whatever the hell he's calling it on his site, he go, he, type, he put on there. So now even our Kentucky Derby winner, Madonna Spirit, is a junkie. And then he went off the emblemat- <laughs> it's just emblematic of what is happening to our country uh, <laughs> on, his, on whatever his social media thing. No, no he puts out these statements. Did you see what they're doing? If you take his statement... And type it up and tweet it. You get suspended. Yes, they are out of control. Jack Dorsey wants to just completely crush uh, any Trump person from communicating to the outside world, whether it's Trump or his son or his you know PR. If you literally Tom Shattuck took the Trump statement that he gives on the Kentucky Derby, typed it up, and tweeted it, they would shut you down. You can't even quote Trump without getting shut down on on Twitter. It's, well, how close are we to saying that it just didn't happen? He was not president. <laughs> it didn't happen. He must not be referenced. Right. It's going to be like, you know, like I said, the UMass appearance in the Final Four just wiped out of the history books. It <laughs> you know, didn't happen. And if you say Trump, if you write the word Trump and Twitter, they shut you down or Facebook shut you down. It is scary how uh, how just uh, powerful. and and So they're scrubbing uh, a lot of the Tucker stuff from last night. It's hard no. getting, yeah, yeah. It's uh, like probiotics, whatever the guy's name is uh, from um, OAN, is uh, has all sorts of examples, etc. I'm not surprised that Fauci stuff. You can't say something that's blasphemies. I give Fox credit. They, they whoever is there, you know, like overseeing Tucker. They don't hold him back, man. Last night, if you haven't seen it, I guess it's too late. It's already been purged from this, 
social media, but if you haven't seen it, he just takes apart Fauci and essentially says he belongs behind bars. Yeah. He's a criminal. And it was just vicious. And yeah, it can go one of two ways. It can open up a whole new uh, line of questioning for Fauci, or it could uh, be an example where they just shut that down and wipe that off the, you know, off yep. social media and nobody brings it up again. Tell me, Dr. Fauci, how many times should I wash my hands today? You know, go back to that happy talk. What about uh, next Mother's Day? What kind yeah. of psycho would ask a question like yeah. that? Will, will, will we be able to go to my mommy's house on Christmas and give her a kiss, Dr. <laughs> Fauci? Imagine thinking that you get your orders from this 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 hack. Like, I want to go see my mother or I want to go to a game in a stadium. I wonder if Fauci will let me. Doctor, yeah. can I go to a game? I really like baseball. You think I could go to a baseball game? And people are going, yeah, he's gave me, he gave me permission. As long as I wear two masks and I don't sit too close, I can go. That 80-year-old bureaucrat said, I can go and do something. I'm so happy. What the hell is going wrong with people? It's insane. But that's worth watching to see how social media giants handle that takedown of one of their guys, right. Dr. Dr. Fauci. We will keep an eye on that. I'm sure we'll be talking about it uh, more tomorrow and in the future. All right. That uh, that will do it for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Seven years ago, college wrestler Damian Hurd disappeared from a party in Gunnison, Colorado. Everyone has been drinking or whatever the usual party scene. When, how, and why he left are questions I need your help to understand. Nobody's heard from him. No, it's just like he disappeared. From Cold Case Productions and Podcast One, Final Days on Earth, The Life and Death of Damian Hurd. I'm your host, Claire Sanima. Join me April 20th for the season premiere. Are you headed back to college this fall? Amazon has part-time jobs with students in mind. With starting pay up to $20 an hour and shifts that work with your schedule, you'll be able to balance school, work, study time, and social time. So beat the fall rush and go to Amazon.com slash student jobs to start looking for a part-time job. Not only will you earn while you learn, but you'll get to add Amazon to your resume and jumpstart a career that can take you places. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, make sure... Jim. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. We're on the air. I need to try it first. Con cero azúcar y ahora mucho más rica. ¿Será que la nueva Coca-Cola Zero Sugar es la mejor de todas? Descúbrela. 